0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Lord Lord. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that it will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the rooftops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others. I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The gospel of the Lord.
1: I would like to go back once again to um, A Man for All Seasons when St. Thomas More is speaking with his friend the Duke of Norfolk and he's expressing his concern about the king's remarriage and the Duke asks him effectively what the problem is and he says to him very directly he says because I am afraid. He can see what's coming. He can see the future. He knows the king. And so he is afraid. And when his family comes to see him when he is in prison, trying to persuade him to sign the act of supremacy, he says to them, I am sick with fear when I think of the worst they might do to me, but worse still is that I shall go to my death without you understanding why. Whatever the case, whatever fear St. Thomas More may have had, he overcame. Some of it was quite natural. There are certain situations in which It would seem only the foolish wouldn't be afraid, wouldn't experience at least that emotion of fear. And most of us have, to one degree or another. You might say it's especially true in military life, in battle, when you know that you might be wounded or you might die. But there are many other situations in life, too, that cause us fear are afraid to lose the love of someone. Afraid to lose a friendship. Afraid of losing a job or an income. And so on. Our Lord tells us today to fear no one. He's speaking to his apostles, who think they are quite brave. Remember what Samuel Johnson once said? He said, without moral courage, no virtue is possible except by accident. It's a good statement. Without moral courage, no virtue is possible except by accident. All virtue requires courage. The courage to overcome our natural inclinations not to be virtuous. Our Lord now is speaking to them. Again, they think they're very brave. He says, fear no one. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. In other words, don't be afraid of going out and proclaiming the kingdom of God. Proclaiming my name. No matter what may happen to you, it doesn't matter. Don't be afraid. I'm there. Even if the worst should happen, don't be afraid. And they think they aren't, don't they? When our Lord said to them, you will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. That's when Peter says, though they all fall away, I will never fall away. They really think they are courageous. They really think they have the virtue of fortitude. And our Lord then turns to St. Peter and says, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter says, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. Brave words. And the scriptures then say, and so said all the disciples. They all said that. And within the space of a few hours, we are told in the scriptures, and they all deserted him and fled. Just that quickly. They didn't have the courage they thought they had. They would get it finally at Pentecost, but they didn't have it then. And so we are told to not be afraid of those who kill the body that cannot kill the soul. That's the way we are today, isn't it? We're afraid, uh, we're not afraid of the right things. We're not afraid of offending God. We're not afraid of sin. We're not afraid of even losing our souls sometimes. It doesn't seem to bother us at all. And then, then we're afraid of all the wrong things. But he says, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. And then tells us of our value. Words, don't be afraid because God values you. God loves you infinitely. So why are you afraid of what might, whatever might happen? Now sometimes we're afraid because we bring things on ourselves. Uh, but then again, in the midst of all of these things, we have to remember and our worst fears, whatever they might be, that from all eternity, God knew that we were going to be where we are at this moment. He knew what we were going to be experiencing. He knew everything that was coming against us and was all part of his providence, and in some way, he will bring uh, himself out of it. That's difficult to accept sometimes. when The whole world seems to be falling apart, but in the end... uh, is there. The agony in the garden. Our Lord said, no young man of about 33 years of age wants to die and wants to die in that way and for our sins. Imagine for a human nature, even a perfect human nature, linked to a divine nature, to see all the sins of humanity pass before your eyes in a moment, all of them, from the beginning to the end, and then to see what you're going to have to do to redeem them as a result of it. Now that would be a cause for a fear that you and I can't even begin to imagine. Imagine seeing all human sin. What a terrifying thing. And then to see your own passion and death as a result of it. What does our Lord say? Father, if it, my Father, notice the intimacy, my Father, if it be possible, let this chalice pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. He gives everything over to the will of the Father. So we have to do the same thing, don't we? We pray for what we want. We pray to be relieved from all the fears of our lives. But in the end, whatever God wants, let it be. There was a a great bishop whose name always fascinated me. His name was Quodvuldeus. Not a bad name. Uh, I've never run across anybody with it, but it's a pretty good name, uh, which means, what God wills. Uh, I don't think that was an original name. I think he took it. But in any event, uh, that means that we'll put fear aside, even if it's there emotionally, and it may be. Nevertheless, I will act. In some ways, there's no bravery without it. Unless we're afraid of something, in a sense... Real bravery is impossible because there's nothing to overcome. But again, as our Lord tells us, there's no reason to be afraid if we're doing what he's told us to do, if our lives are proclaiming what he has told us to proclaim, as the apostles would. And in the end, uh, they would die for what they had done. They would accept that. But as I was just saying also, we are often afraid of the things of which we ought not to be afraid. Uh, and we're afraid of them because of pride, We're afraid of them because of inconvenience. We're afraid of them because of ego. Some time ago, I distributed these cards to all of us with a litany of humility on the back of them. I still have a few left over. Um, And in this, there are eight times when we pray to to, to be released from fear. And these are the fears that ought not to bother us at all, but more often than not do. Listen to them. From the fear of being humiliated. Hmm, That's a real fear, isn't it? The Lord says, shouldn't be. So what if you are? I've known from all eternity it was going to happen. Don't worry about it. From the fear of being despised. From the fear of of suffering rebukes. Notice how the ego gets into all of this, doesn't it? From the fear of suffering rebukes. From the fear of being calumniated. Most people don't even know what that word means today. Uh, that's, remember, that's a lie that destroys someone's reputation. There are, two, there are two sins against one is detraction, and the other is calumny. Detraction is revealing the faults of another, and there really are faults. Calumny is lying about the faults of another. And that happens all the time, doesn't it? From the fear of being calumniated. And of course, the response is, uh, Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten. That's often one of the worst, isn't it? Of being forgotten. Or ignored. Deliver me, Jesus. No one wants to be ignored. We don't want to feel insignificant. We're afraid of it. Why? Our Lord was. Why should we be any different? From the fear of being ridiculed. From the fear of being wronged. From the fear of being suspected those things we should have no fear. We ask for deliverance if we are, and most of the time we are. But the Lord then tells us, do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Anyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. So we then are only going to be safe when we are standing at the foot of the cross because that's where all of our strength comes from and we are safe also in the presence of the Eucharist sometime read the miracles of power that the Eucharist has been able to accomplish St. Claire when the Saracens were attacking her convent came and stood on the parapet holding a ciborium with the hosts in it. They turned and fled. That's happened at other times in history, too. The Eucharist has that kind of strength to overcome all fear, if we're willing to accept it. So, when we receive it, most of all, if we are able, but in the presence of the Eucharist, there, above all, we need fear nothing. uh, Because we are with the one who has overcome all fear. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, especially the church persecuted and the church suffering, that her members will courageously proclaim the kingdom of God. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our For all nations of the world, Especially those hostile to the Church. For their conversion, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For all those in public office that they will have the courage to fight for what is true and good, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For all those who are sick and suffering, for those who experience alienation or rejection, for those who bear the cross of Christ in any way, they will be strengthened. They will unite their sufferings to His. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost the faith, we pray to the Lord. Lord for a greater respect for human life, especially the innocent, we pray to the Lord. Lord for an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life. for those young men and women who will have the courage to answer the call of God to a unique way in a unique way. And Proclaim the kingdom of God in a unique way. For a greater reverence for the courage of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for our administrator, for a good and holy bishop, for his intentions, for our uh, priests, deacons, seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that they in particular will have the courage to proclaim the truth in its fullness, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who died on the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed and for all of us here, that we will have the courage to live the gospel, the courage to overcome our faults, The courage to be visible signs of Jesus Christ in a hostile age. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord as we sing.